0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho aka Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I've been talking about this on the show for the last few months when we've got over the initial shock of the coronavirus pandemic and seeing sports go away. And in those early days of the pandemic, we were talking about what had happened and then it kind of moved towards, well, what happens if things get better? Is it possible that we're going to have sports again? Everyone obviously wanting to get their sports back. There's a level of comfort that goes with those things and having Having your your sports back and having your routines back is something that everyone has been looking forward to. I think that the, the most that we can hope for, for the way that it used to be, if, if you're nostalgic for that, is 2021 seasons for almost every single sport that there is. In trying to figure out how can sports come back, that was the next thing. Like, How can sports come back? What sports can come back? How would those sports be able to to keep their players safe? If you look around the sports landscape, there were some sports that made sense to me immediately. NASCAR made sense to me. The driver can be isolated from every single person on their team. And what they had done with that, where the driver shows up to the track, gets in the car, and drives. Obviously, they also test and stuff, too but ideally the the most important component to your team outside of the car is can be isolated and they can stay away golf the sport itself lends itself to social distancing now there was a little bit of an outbreak which i don't think golf necessarily was able to foresee and i i appreciate brooks kepka being able to understand that the goal was always if we want the sport back, you go to the golf course and you go home. And there shouldn't be anything else that you're doing if you're serious about your craft. I think that he's a hundred percent right about that. Try to to you're taking a risk, obviously, by going out there and interacting with other people. Don't add to the risk by going out afterwards, hanging out, being in restaurants, bars. He took every precaution. And his caddy still ended up getting COVID. When you look at the team sports, they're going to try this thing in the NBA. I don't know how well it's going to work, especially considering that what's going on in Florida right now. You know what I don't understand about the NBA? I don't understand why there wasn't a contingency plan to take everyone to Vegas because this Florida thing. I don't know how if I how I could sign on to doing this if I were an NBA player knowing what's going on there. That's not the point of the pod. The point of the pod today is to talk about the sport that I think has the roughest time of coming back, and that's college football. With the NFL, which I think is also going to have a rough time coming back, although not equally as rough because these are adults the adults have a union. The union can negotiate some of the safety practices, all of those things. There is nothing like that in college sports, in college football in particular. I saw a story on Sunday from Pro Football Talk where there's not going to be any sort of regulation from the NCAA on testing and protocols to keep these kids safe. If if, the, if you were on the fence about the NCAA, this should tip you over to the, sh- the side of they have no business in college sports. If, if college football is the straw that stirs the drink, it's the thing that makes all the money, and we're just going to let them not have any rules, what is the point of the NCAA? Instead of to, to give us bad legislation to keep kids from making money, off of their their names, their likenesses, and their images, if they're not in a time when there needs to be strong and definitive leadership on keeping the student-athletes safe, and they're nowhere to be found. It's ridiculous. Here's a story. Florio wrote it for Pro Football Talk. And he writes... A real chance exists that the NFL will manage to accomplish this 2020 season, but college football won't, and there are plenty of reasons for that. Here's a significant one. The rules-obsessed NCAA has promulgated no standards regarding the coronavirus. Will Hobson of the Washington Post shows the level of concern created by the lack of uniform rules. Jackie Hamilton, the mother of Notre Dame cornerback Kyle Hamilton, said she believes that her son's school is handling the situation properly. But Notre Dame opens the season against Arkansas, which is testing players only if they show symptoms or if they know they were in close proximity to an infected person. Quote, do I want my child on the field tackling some kid who may have it but doesn't know because he's asymptomatic? How is that supposed to work? It just seems like everyone's freelancing. The NCAA has rules and guidelines for everything under the sun. How are they not making any rules for this? Close quote. She's a hundred percent right. They got rules on how much cream cheese one can put on a bagel, what you can and can what you can and can't offer people. I'm a teacher, right? I'm a professor at DePaul, but I'm also an alum. So I have to be very careful on any type of interaction that I have with a student. Because of the rules that the NCAA has in place. That I can't be a part of any sort of like booster activity. But they don't have anything in place for this. I am shocked that more parents around the country haven't become a coalition themselves. And have said exactly what are we doing here? And the point that Mrs. Hamilton makes is the right one. Even if you think that the university that you're at is doing all of the right things to try and make this as safe as possible, at some point, there needs to be regulation so that everyone is working off the same sheet of music. And no matter what, it never seems like the NCAA is ahead on anything. They weren't ahead on stopping sports. You remember what happened? While the basketball tournaments were going on, while they were still planning on having the NCAA tournament, and then in the middle of a a Big East championship game, a Big East uh, tournament game, that's when they're like, you know what, we should probably just stop things. They're never ahead. They never seem to know what they're doing, and they almost always don't put, double negative, don't put the player first. They don't care about the student-athletes at all, it seems like. Who's in charge, Mr. Emmer? What are you doing? You've had some time to think about specifically football. And if if football is such a money generator, which it is, it's worth billions of dollars to those institutions inside the NCAA and the Power Five. If it means that much to you, then why in the hell are you not doing more to make sure that, that even from a business standpoint, that it can continue? It's the Wild West right now. And you're just going to allow for there to be different standards of care instead of mandating, hey, for NCAA-sanctioned football These are the things that need to be put in place if we are going to subject student-athletes to not just playing football, but traveling around the country. The players don't have a union. They need one. Kane Coulter was 100% right when he was trying to get a, a union together years ago. This is exactly why They need someone to speak for them. And the parents and the NCAA are supposed to be those people. I'm appalled by the fact that the NCAA still hasn't standardized this. And as much as I love Alabama football, I don't want those kids put in danger for football's sake. They are not getting paid. They don't get money out of this. If you're an NFL player, you can do the risk assessment. And you can say, all right, well, it's worth it. We need the money. If you're a college football player, that incentive for the risk reward aspect of this is not there. And someone needs to step in and speak for these kids. I hope the parents do. I hope as we get closer to game time, in July and August, that we see parents go, I'm not subjecting my child to this nonsense. It shouldn't have to fall on them. I talked with Anthony Heron about this a few weeks ago, and he he laid out a whole list of things that he would want for his son if his son was playing football. I don't have any kids, but I have a lot of students, and I don't want them to be endangered by the NCAA for money. Nor should you. You shouldn't want those kids to have to go out there and play for your entertainment knowing that there is no standard for how they're going to get testing done. It's ridiculous. And it's another reason that that the NCAA should be abolished. Because they they are a paper tiger. They do nothing except put rules on kids. Why don't you put some rules on the adults? And put some rules on yourself yourself. To try and keep these kids safe. Even if it's for the most selfish reason of them all. So that you can generate revenue. Someone should speak for those kids. And this is an opportunity for the NCAA to do it. And here's the thing. Not one of us believes that they're going to. And that's a shame. Thanks for listening.